turns into a sort of traffic operation. So that's a big thing when they do choose a location is thinking about parking and traffic flow for the incident. You know, if it's a one-way in and a one-way out situation, where is it safe for cars to park to maintain ingress and egress in and out of that location? So we put up no parking signs, so it becomes kind of a traffic management thing, she said, adding that they make sure a path for emergency vehicles is available. While the team has prepared year after year, they usually don't get much notice where exactly the gathering is planned. The guessing game. As officials keep a close eye as to where the event will be, Markin said it's usually pretty difficult to pinpoint in advance. And so it's really challenging to decipher what's real and what's not when you're reading the different sites and areas until they actually put out the, you know, this is where Vision Council decided on and here's where we're going to land. You don't get much information, she said. Markin shared a story of 2019 where they had established the incident management team at a spot they thought they would be, but were actually 50 miles away since the group had moved at the last second. And they chose a great spot where they ended up, but we were planning for them to be about 50 miles to the south originally, and then they came up north further, Markin said. Overall, Markin said a plan will be in place for when the group announces its location. We work with the forest where this incident is going to occur, and we put a resource protection plan in place as if it was a special use permit, she said. Let's start with this. Who is the Rainbow family and what's the big deal? So they're a loose-knit group of people um, who typically gather on national forests to kind of um, pray for world peace, celebrate life, um, discuss political and environmental issues. That's Hillary Markin is with the Forest Service's incident management team specifically formed to follow them. They expect anywhere between two and 10,000 people to show up for the annual summer gathering. The last time they were in Colorado, 2006 in Route County. One of the few ways that people could keep up with the group was through a subreddit that's been set to private. But the Forest Service is preparing for it to possibly end up in Colorado once again, specifically Grand County, where the first ever gathering happened in 1972. For them, the exact location is sort of a guessing game every year. But it makes it really challenging for us to plan to work with them um, to get a resource protection plan on the ground. But when the plan is set, they always treat it as an incident. Just like we would a fire um, or other all-risk incident, um, we bring in an incident management team that's familiar with how these work and really focus on protecting the natural resources and protecting the visitors that are um, on the National Forest. A main concern is a bunch of people in one spot of the forest when Colorado's wildfire behavior has kicked up in recent years. If we know that fire danger is higher, we will up that staffing level. So we're connected. We call kind of resource protection officers out there on the ground that work with them. We try to educate them. Um, to, again, it's all about protecting the natural resources um, that they're utilizing for this gathering and leaving as minimal impact as possible. Though it's the understanding of both the Forest Service and Grand County Sheriff that there's something called the Spring Vision Council that's held around in mid-June, and that's where exactly the location is announced for where the gathering will be. Officials keep a close eye on that, and then they deploy resources as soon as they know. Steve, they also treat this in part as a traffic operation, putting up no parking signs, among other things. Yeah, no parking for this. And at this point, Luis, they must know that law enforcement knows about this. They certainly do. Not a surprise anymore. It's what the Forest Service calls a non-sanctioned event. Basically, groups bigger than 75 people have to get a special use permit, but because there's no one single leader or really a governing body for this, it's hard for them to really plan or implement that, so they prepare for the gathering instead. It will be interesting to watch their response. Luis De Leon, thank you. 
The Rainbow Family Gatherings, they started in Colorado dozens of years ago. This year, it'll reportedly be back. And we spoke to an attendee who says that they're going or they're planning rather on having 80,000 people gather in one of our forest lands. Listen to what he had to say about what this event is all about. And we call ourselves a family, though we're not related by blood. We're, we're related by our common goal and our common interest in prayer for world peace because that is what the rainbow gathering is entirely centered around harris show has been to rainbow family gatherings for 12 years now he along with thousands of others they typically gather for an entire week this year they plan to do that between july 1st and july 7th they say they haven't chosen the forest land they plan to gather in just yet but they have chosen our state and despite being an event focused on quote praying for world peace these gatherings they've been controversial in the past Coloradans who've gotten word about the gathering being here say they worry about that wildfire danger, even cleanliness. But Parisho says these are concerns that are currently being worked out. We do a lot of liaison work with the National Forest Service, both with the law enforcement end and with the uh, the natural resource end to make sure that we're um, being careful of uh, sensitive environments in the area that we're going to be in, whether that be wildlife or plant life or uh, a, a fragile water source. So we reached out to the U.S. Forest Service. They heard about the gathering potentially being in Grand County and said in part, quote, this is not a permitted or sanctioned event. The Rainbow family has consistently refused to comply with the permit process during national gatherings. We want to assure the community that we are working with our partners and cooperators to prepare for the possibility of a large extended gathering in Colorado. And we also reached out to Grand County officials as well as state officials. Both say they are aware of the possibility of this event being in our state. They say they plan to ramp up these coordinated efforts with other agencies as we get closer to that expected gathering date, which again is in July. In Denver, I'm Veronica Acosta, number seven. The Economics of the Rainbow Family of Living Light by Patrick Brower for Sky High News, April 9th, 2022. There's a business angle to the imminent return of the Rainbow Family of Living Light to Grand County this summer. Press reports and hearsay are stating that the family is planning a 50-year reunion of its first gathering in Grand County, which took place in June and July of 1972. That gathering, which has also become known as the Strawberry Festival because much of it took place at Strawberry Bench, has achieved the status of near-mythical folklore among the legends of Grand County's past. And now, the Rainbow family is coming back. As they say, past is prelude. The gathering was resonant all over the state and the region. Remember, 1972 was a year that some would say was the peak of the hippie era in America. Yes, the 60s are known for the, as the hippie decade, but it was the early 70s when hippiedom and all of its counterculture splendor really consumed the American consciousness. Based on the press reaction and coverage I've seen this week, it still consumes the American and regional consciousness. The Forest Service is worried about permitting, local government is worried about the big crowds if they even arrive in large numbers, and the world in general is freaked out, to coin a phrase from that era. This pre-event freakout isn't dissimilar to what happened here 50 years ago. 
The festival back then was billed as a gathering of peace where the event goers would participate in a 4,000 year old peace dance based on Native American traditions with the spirits of the dead all to be fulfilled at Lake Granby coined as the center of the universe. A crowd would ohm in unison at the given sunrise moment and world peace would be enhanced. At least that was the idea. I get the impression that it was mostly a good-spirited and well-intentioned gathering that was all about peace, love, and understanding. But the fear and anxiety news of the gathering then provoked made it seem like Attila the Hun had announced an impending invasion of the county. Petitions were circulated urging then-Governor John Love to stop the hippie picnic, the so-called Universal Life Church Meeting of Peace. People believed that 140,000 hippies would descend on the county. A total of 548 people signed the petition. The gathering was ultimately permitted, but with strict limitations on crowd sizes on public land and times of activities. If it wasn't for Granby, Granby local Paul Geisendorfer, who offered land his family owned in Granby and at Strawberry Bench, a private national forest in holding owned by his family, for the longer gatherings and camping, the Strawberry Festival might have been a colossal flap. Flop. But it wasn't, and it's still talked about today, even without a reunion event. Good for business? Yes. Once again, Grand County's gotten lots of free publicity in regional and national news. You can't buy that kind of viral exposure. Will these hippies bring money to spend? Well, not all of them. But remember, the hippies of yesterday are in some cases the investment bankers, Silicon Valley millionaires, and top-level bureaucrats of today. They just might bring money, and they just might want to lease and use some of our abundant short-term rentals and condos. We know that not all these types will be rich, but they will come and enjoy our landscape. I hope in a non-impactful way. We'll see. Perhaps local merchants can come up with Rainbow Family and Strawberry Festival-themed merchandise. Tacky, I know, but it's one idea. And now I wonder about the infamous motorcycle gang riot and celebration that shut down Grand Lake for two days in early July of 1975. Will those gangs seeing the rainbows return come back to relive the crazy days of their youth? It might not be bad because Harley-Davidson riders today are more likely to be orthodontists and business professionals than the rough-and-tumble gang members of yesteryear. Let's start planning now. Grand County Commissioners Release Statement on Rainbow Gathering Tracy Ross, Sky High News, April 13, 2022 the Grand County Board of County Commissioners sent a statement to the Sky High News upon request Wednesday, April 13th, that says the board has been made aware by the U.S. Forest Service that the 2022 Rainbow Family Gathering could occur in Grand County, that it will not make allowances for an unpermitted event on public land by the USFS, and that it does not support the gathering. In a phone call regarding the statement, District 2 Commissioner Merritt Linke said he had talked to some of the Forest Service high-ups and that they don't feel there is much support to oppose the gathering. He said that's because the Rainbows could go somewhere else to a more remote area that would have less backup than Grand County does. Kind of the consensus unofficially is that they're coming and we can do the best we can to prepare, even though we won't know if they will come until the last minute, Linke added. But they're a very unstructured group with no legal status or organized structure. They're not an official church group, and they don't have any true leadership, so preparing in advance would be hard to do. When asked what the county will do to prepare should they learn definitively that the rainbows are coming, Linky said, 
A lot of it from the county side has to do with trying to get extra personnel and costs covered. The Rainbows are bad about paying bills like EMS response or hospitalization. We'll also need additional law enforcement services, which is money out of Grand County taxpayers' pockets. So we're trying to make sure the Forest Service will help us with some federal funding. And really, in terms of managing it, it's making sure we can call on our neighboring counties. There are lots of mutual aid agreements with sheriffs and municipal departments across the state, so that seems our best bet. Word circulating around the state is that the Rainbow family is coming to Grand County this summer to celebrate the 50th anniversary of its first gathering, which took place at Strawberry Lake. Historically, the family has waited until mid-June to send a scouting party to potential gathering sites. Linky said they can't legally hold a gathering on Strawberry Lake anymore because it's in a national recreation area which forbids such gatherings. The statement also said, We hear and share our community's concern about the potential for this highly concentrated and localized event on USFS lands. At the scale discussed by the USFS, if the gathering takes place here, it could bring additional wildfire risk to the community due to prolonged drought and the magnitude of fuels from beetle-killed trees, grasses, and undergrowth. Grand County has been significantly impacted by recent wildfires that burned more than 225,000 acres of our land, destroyed nearly 400 homes, and burned all four watershed basins. These burn areas are still in the early phases of recovery, with anticipated additional flood-after-fire threats this summer. Updates will follow as the BOCC learn more from the Forest Service, the statement said. How the U.S. Forest Service is preparing for the Rainbow Family's 50th anniversary festivities in Colorado. The federal agency launched an incident management team to deal with the potential conflict. By Sam Tabachnik, The Denver Post, April 18, 2022. Confused about the Rainbow Family and the group's possible 50th anniversary celebration in Colorado this summer? The U.S. Forest Service has you covered and is mobilizing a national incident management team to handle the potential festivities. Word has trickled out in recent weeks about the hippie group's possible month-long celebration in Colorado, prompting federal authorities to launch a website with all the vitals on the Rainbow Family of Living Light and their quirky festivities. The Forest Service also launched the incident management team to work with the local community and law enforcement to protect the health and safety of everybody involved and to lessen environmental impacts to the site by providing information and enforcing laws. The group, whose members say they stand for peace and love, celebrated their inaugural festival in 1972 near Strawberry Lake outside Granby. Since that first gathering, the Rainbow family has come together annually on different national forest lands with crowds ranging from 2,000 to 10,000 visitors. Vice once called the festivities a weird version of Burning Man, mixing bikers, Jesus freaks, computer programmers, naked yogis, and gutter punks looking to escape the thralls of everyday life. Past gatherings in Colorado led to trespassing and illegal camping charges and reported drug use. The gathering usually coincides with the 4th of July, the Forest Service said, but the event's specific location and time frame is not typically revealed to the federal agency until mid-June, after the group's Spring Council. A final location for this year's celebration has not been set, the Forest Service said. The Rainbow Family Group consistently refused to comply with permitting laws for previous gatherings, according to the Forest Service. They claim to have no leaders and no one member of the family who can speak for the group to sign a permit on behalf of the family, the federal agency said on its website. 
The Forest Service put together a resource protection plan to ensure environmental damage is minimized and stipulates that the Rainbow family clean up the area after the festivities. But people can expect socially unacceptable behavior from some of the attendees, the Forest Service warned, including public nudity, civil disobedience, drug and alcohol abuse, and confrontations between rainbows and locals. Statement on the United States Forest Service webpage, 2022 Rainbow Family of Living Light National Gathering, as of April 19, 2022. The Rainbow Family of Living Light plans to hold its 50th anniversary gathering on a national forest this summer, possibly in Colorado. The Rainbow Family is a loose-knit group of people from throughout the United States and other countries who gather annually on a national forest. Since the first gathering near Strawberry Lake on the Arapaho National Forest in 1972, the incident has taken place on a different national forest each year. Crowds typically range from 2,000 to 10,000 forest visitors. While there have been indications on social media and the web that the group desires to return to the Arapaho National Forest for its 50th anniversary, the specific location and time frame of the National Gathering is not typically revealed to the Forest Service until mid-June, when the Rainbow Family holds a Spring Council. The gathering usually coincides with the 4th of July, with peak activity in the days immediately before and after the holiday. In response, the USDA Forest Service mobilizes a national incident management team with experience managing these types of incidents. The team works closely with the local community, including law enforcement agencies, throughout the incident to protect the health and safety of everyone involved and to lessen environmental impacts to the site by providing information and enforcing laws. The Forest Service requires a special use permit for every public group of 75 people or more conducting a meeting or event on National Forest System lands. The Rainbow Family has consistently refused to comply with the permit process during national gatherings. They claim to have no leaders and no one member of the family who can speak for the group to sign a permit on behalf of the family. The Forest Service has periodically cited Rainbow Family members for failing to obtain a permit. However, in the interest of public health and safety, the Forest Service puts together a resource protection plan including specific design criteria to ensure sensitive resources are protected, environmental damage is minimized, and it stipulates post-event cleanup and rehabilitation of the incident location conducted by the Rainbow Family. An event of this size can have significant impacts on traffic, communities, local resources, residents, and visitors. Local businesses can expect to see large numbers of Rainbow Family participants visiting stores and buying food and supplies along routes to the gathering site. Forest and county roads in the selected area may become congested during the incident, and road closures and or traffic detours may occur on the selected national forest. Contact Public Information, Questions, and Concerns, email sm.fs.rainbowimt at usda.gov. Phone 970-364-2201. Frequently Asked Questions. What is the Rainbow Family of Living Light? The Rainbow Family is a loose-knit group of people who gather on national forests to discuss political and environmental issues, pray for world peace, and celebrate life. They describe themselves as having no leaders and no organization. What is the National Gathering? The Rainbow Family holds a national gathering once a year. 
Since 1972, the event has taken place on a different national forest during the July 4th holiday and has fluctuated in size. In recent years, national gatherings have attracted approximately 2,000 to 10,000 people. Local and regional gatherings occur during other times of the year. How does the Rainbow Family decide where to gather? At the end of each annual gathering, members form a vision council which meets to discuss the location of the next year's event. During the following year, a spring council meets to determine the final location of the national gathering. At the 2022 spring council, the Rainbow Family will agree on where the gathering will be held. Final locations have not yet been set. How and when is the specific site selected? During the spring and early summer, Rainbow Family Scouts research and visit areas to find a suitable site according to their standards. Scouts may visit local Forest Service offices requesting information and maps. In mid-June, the Spring Council occurs, often at the location of the annual gathering. The specific place and time is not revealed to the Forest Service until it happens. What resource impacts may occur? Possible resource impacts include compacted soil, water quality degradation, sanitation issues, disturbances to sensitive archaeological sites, disruptions to threatened and endangered plant and animal species, and fire danger. When does the National Gathering begin? Within one week of the Spring Council, about 1,000 to 2,000 attendees arrive on site. The crowd grows, often reaching 2,000 to 10,000 people by July 4th. Once the site is determined, the Rainbow Family uses the internet and other communication methods to let Rainbow Family members know the location and directions to the site. When does the gathering end? The event peaks on July 4th. After that, attendance declines drastically. However, a group of rainbows stay to clean up and rehabilitate the site. Other people may also remain for a couple of weeks. How does a large group, potentially 2,000 to 10,000 people, live in the woods? As soon as Rainbow Family members select a site, they set up a welcome tent, camping and social areas, parking and shuttle areas, healthcare areas, and several outdoor kitchens. They develop water sources and dig trench latrines. There is no fee for attendance, but they collect donations for food and other necessary items for distribution. They designate special areas for group gatherings, families with children, men, women, and party-goers, to name a few. Attendees are advised to bring their own camping gear. Family members use campfires exclusively to cook. Did the Rainbow Family get a permit? No. Why is the Forest Service cooperating with an event that doesn't have a permit? The Forest Service requires a special use permit for every group of 75 or more people conducting a meeting or event on National Forest System lands. The Rainbow Family has consistently refused to comply with the permit process during national gatherings since they claim to have no leaders and no one member who can speak for the group or sign a permit on behalf of the family. The Forest Service has periodically cited Rainbow Family members for failing to obtain a permit. However, the agency also works with the family to adhere to a resource protection plan in lieu of a special use permit to protect the health and safety of individuals at the gathering and in the surrounding community to ensure sensitive resources are protected, to minimize any environmental damage, and to coordinate post-event cleanup and rehabilitation of the event site. Why can the Rainbow Family members camp for more than 14 days? Most of our national forests have a 14-day camping limit, including both developed sites, developed campgrounds, and dispersed sites, non-developed campgrounds or sites. 
The majority of participants will not be at the event for more than 14 days. It would be impossible to track thousands of individuals and their stay lengths. What social impacts are expected? The Rainbow Family represents a very diverse group of individuals. As with any large population, a certain percentage of gathering participants can be expected to engage in illegal or socially unacceptable behavior. Some activities may include public nudity, civil disobedience, drug and alcohol abuse, confrontations between rainbows and locals, abandoned or disabled vehicles, and traffic, congestion, and parking for 4,000 to 7,000 vehicles. Can the rainbows use campfires if fire restrictions are in place? The participants must abide by all local, state, and federal laws, including fire restrictions. How does the Forest Service manage this event? The Rocky Mountain region is currently creating a national incident management team. NIMT objectives will include address health and safety risks to the public and participants, minimize environmental impacts with law enforcement presence and action, recognize and mitigate social and political impacts, respect civil rights of all members of the public. Management of the event is being fully integrated with local officials. The incident management team is working in partnership with state, county, and local law enforcement, health, and other organizations. Informational meetings involving the NIMT, the Forest Service, federal, state, and local agencies and entities will occur as needed. Where possible, the local forest also assists Rainbow members in locating potentially suitable sites for their gatherings before they occur. Is Resource Protection Plan in place? A Resource Protection Plan is currently being issued with the following primary goals protecting public health and safety, minimizing resource impacts and leaving the site at or near pre-gathering conditions, reducing effects on and disruption to local communities, adjacent landowners, and other special use permittees. Issues addressed in the Resource Protection Plan include designating parking areas to facilitate traffic flow, locating camps, kitchens, and slit trenches away from water sources, removing trash, and rehabilitating the site after the gathering. Who will rehabilitate the area after the gathering? The Rainbow Family is responsible for site rehabilitation. Guidelines are outlined in, the, outlined in the Resource Protection Plan. At past events, many individuals have stayed to assist in site cleanup and have paid for trash disposal with a local vendor. Forest Service officials anticipate this will occur again this year. What role does the state and county play in this event? Event management is being fully integrated with local officials, including all tribal, federal, state, county, and local law enforcement agencies, as well as emergency service organizations, public health departments, and social services. Are special closure orders in effect? The forest may issue special closure orders to protect the health and safety of visitors and or natural resources that could be impacted by the incident. Will the area be open to the public? Yes. However, all National Forest visitors must obey federal, state, and local laws and regulations. The Forest Service takes the enforcement of these laws very seriously. The gathering may impact the community, neighbors, and other forest visitors. The Forest Service will work hard to minimize any negative effects to local communities and the environment. Does the Forest Service test the water? The Forest Service does conduct water quality testing as part of the regular monitoring procedures. If during those tests the data indicates there is a problem, the appropriate health departments will be contacted. What makes the Forest Service think the event may occur in Colorado or Grand County? 
The Rainbow Family held its first gathering 50 years ago at Strawberry Lake on the Arapaho National Forest. The Forest Service is aware, based on information posted on various websites and social media used by Rainbow Family members, that the 2022 National Rainbow Family Gathering could occur in Colorado, possibly on the Arapaho National Forest, in recognition of the 50th anniversary. The specific site or time frame is typically not known until the group holds its spring council in June. Let's watch a full-length movie Let's watch a full-length movie with Mike Spiegelman here on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream live every Sunday at 2 p.m. Today is November 10th, 2019, and my name is Mike Spiegelman. November 4. No. Let's try this again. (laughs) Today is Sunday, November 10th. 2019. How do you do that? You just slam a time machine. It's great. I love it. Don't call attention. This is pre-recorded. I'm here uh, live in the studio, in the flesh, Carl. Right. And I'm in Georgia at a wedding. (laughs) That's where you're going to be. Well, we want to welcome to the show. How do I explain? How do we explain the premise? Mm, Mm. Right. What is? I mean, you hear "Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube," and you just don't know. You what think, does it mean? Man, I should rip that idea off. Well, go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> You're not the first. We stole it first. Yeah, we 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 came up with the idea to steal it first. Uh, or but you did. Enough bitter grapes. We are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. The idea is that these are movies we read about, never got to see until they got posted on YouTube. Some of them are so special that it's impossible to watch on your own. They're so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, hey, uh, not to change the subject, what movie are we watching today? Wait, aren't you going to do the L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-Blogspot.com and all that? Yes. We want you to subscribe uh, our podcast. So go to your podcast machine, simply type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's the name of our Twitter account. That's the name of our YouTube account. Uh, our Facebook is Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. And we're on Blogspot. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. Not been uh, updated. Anyway, what can I tell you about that? So, uh, Carl, what is the movie we're going to watch today? Try Stop delaying okay. it. Let's watch this already. All right. We are going to watch Cars Life 2. It's C-A-R apostrophe S Life 2. Uh and I recommend Night Owl. All right, let's three see. L's. Ooh. Okay, there's Night Owl, three L's. 
Cars Life 2 DVD rip. Mm-hmm. So many things wrong with that. <laughs> Full this... movie in parentheses, Cars Life 2, apostrophe S, and hosted by Night Owl. Owl. No. Now, I got to say that I know this movie because it is a staple if you have premium cable and you have, like, the multiple channels. It, they tend to fill out the day by airing not a Bug's Life, not Cars 2, <laughs> a Cars Life 2. Right. Oh, my God, that sounds so odious. <laughs> oh, boy. So you watched this, huh? Oh, yeah. And you took meticulous notes. <laughs> I took notes, all right. This movie is like the bottom of the pile. Like, I, 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 have, a, I have a movie in my mind, which will be our final movie. But this would be mm-hmm. our penultimate movie in my list of things. You know? Like, we're wrapping it up. We just don't give a shit. Let's watch A Car's Life 2. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've watched Godfather. We've watched Terminator. We've, we've done... Yeah, we've the... watched some good movies, but not tonight. This ain't one of them. Oh, speaking of which, I accidentally hit the wrong button. Uh, as we chit-chat, I am getting ready to uh, get our countdown prepared. Should have done this before okay. I walked in. Wouldn't that be better? There's so many different yeah, movie well, choices on well, here. Well, oh, I did it again. I keep hitting futz. Let's watch. A- we don't want to watch futz. <laughs> futz is one of the movies that's on our YouTube channel. But we have. Yeah. We're gonna do the countdown. Normally, we do this in person with Paul Brumbaugh, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, able body mouth breather before us, but he is the not here. King. So uh, I got a demo. So, so let's listen to the Countdown King's Paul's intro. And when he gives you the cue, go ahead. We want you to get Cars Life 2 ready. You have it buffered paused. Up. Buffered up. Zero, 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 zero. And when Paul gives you the go-to, go to it. As soon as we're done buffering. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, two one, one, go. All right. Thank you, Paul Brumbaugh. We are launched. Yes. Spark plug. It looks like a pile of poop on top of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> on top of pancakes. Yeah. Where else would poop be? Oh, this looks uh, real. This, I thought this was an animated movie. This is real life. Wow. Here comes our hero, the not red lot, car. Not a lot of traffic today. Well, the interstate isn't Sparky, coming through, honking. you see. And that's going to be part of the uh, plot. The interstate's going to come through. No, we don't. Oh, no. Everyone speeds. Really? No. She's going to learn sooner or later. These are cars Crazy. talking, by the way. This is in like puppets. Nonsense. They're driving like four miles per hour. Yeah, because Gad wants to go to the speed limit. Fast, but you don't know everything. Uh, so let's, uh, you've seen the movie Cars, maybe Cars 2, Cars 3. Mm-hmm. 
the logic between the the world is is baffling, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Like they have these uh, racing lots where the bleachers are can fit parked cars. Right. And one car has a, of course, one famous car has a mattress tied to its top. For who? So I, I couldn't tell you, but. See, if there was no Cars movie, no Cars 2 movie, no Cars 3 movie, this movie would not exist because this guy, his name is Michael Shelp, and he's CEO of Sparkplug Entertainment. And he basically, whatever Pixar's doing or whatever the animated hit is, he makes his own titled version. It's his own movie, right. but with the same title. So can I guess uh, with a couple? A, with a knockoff title. Can I guess a couple of his movies? Oh, okay. So... Um, you have an ant's life. What's that based on? A bug's life. You have spider's web, a pig's tail. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Charlotte's web? Is it Charlotte's yeah. web? Oh, you God. have pig's um, tail. You, you have T-I-A-L? plan B. Plan B. Oh, that's when he knocked up his wife and they weren't really expecting to have kids, so she took this pill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, of course, that's the B movie. There's Piper Penguin and his fantastic flying machines. Wait, wait, back up. Plan B is a ripoff of the B movie? Yeah, B-E-E, <laughs> 2007. Ooh. There's Frankie Stein. Uh-huh. This is Frankie Weenie. There's Operation Dalmatian. Right. Is it that 101 Dalmatians? Toys Going Wild. Oh, yeah, that's where uh, Woody takes his shirt off. Yeah, that's right. For the Adventures beads. of Scooter the Penguin and Me Christmas. I don't know. He's just, uh, he's shameless about it. He's not embarrassed about it at all. Well, I mean, kids gotta he's be got to be entertained. It's Walmart and Kmart. You already mentioned uh, Star's Premium Cable Channel. Yeah, I saw this movie like every hour on the hour, mm-hmm. which is yep. baffling because there's nothing to look at. I know. <laughs> God damn it, Dad. Can't you fucking pull over? <laughs> oh, right. Sparky, the language. Yeah, it's Sparky. That's exactly right. And Sparky is actually played uh, by, by nobody. somebody. By a, no, by a big deal. The rest of them are nobodies. Sparky's a big deal? Yes, yeah, Sparky was, uh, her name is Corrine. Corrine Orr. Corrine? And she was <laughs> Trixie in Speed Racer in the 60s. Oh, no shit. She's been on over 200 animated movies, a thousand commercials. She's the Snuggie, you know, fabric softener, Snuggie the bear. She's oh, Snuggie. Yeah. I want to hug that bear so fucking much. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Yeah. You yeah. talking about the fabric it softener bear? Great. Oh, my yeah. God. I just, the way That's he great. laughs, I just want to squeeze the shit out of that bear. <laughs> Stop it. You're suffocating me, Mike. <laughs> oh, you're my favorite talking bear. Not just Trixie, but she was also uh, Speed's little brother, Spurtle, and all the female voices in that show. So she wasn't good enough to be Racer X then, huh? Or his other brother. She has a female voice. She was featured as an announcer in the live-action film. She wasn't Trixie. Have you seen the live-action movie? (laughs) That's right. I have seen it. It was fun. That's two hours. Fucking just relentless. 
it did. You're right about that. I, I say it was fun, and it was in retrospect. But during it, it was like, is this thing going to end? It's numbing. It's so numbing. It's like bright colors and flashiness, and I just get like... Yeah. Yeah. That track was... Like, that track was great the first 15 minutes, right? It was right. a big show. But then when you were in it over and over and but over. But they, they would do the same effects as from the cartoon show. And you go, hey, guys, this is like an hour and 40 minutes into this movie. Enough. Enough. You should have done that in the first five minutes. Stop. All we're missing right now is grouchiness between the father and son. Um, the father is, you know, the father loves the son. Uh, but the son just him and drives him crazy. He wants to drive fast. He wants Route 40 to come through because he can drive fast on the on the highway. Right. So basically, the father's saying, "Okay, you want independent? Take this side road and meet us at the gas station." And here's a joke, turtle. We'll see this turtle a hundred million times, huh? Will he ever cross the road? <laughs> yes. Oh, that reminds me. There's the too. gas station. It's from cars. 50- that's the cars. That's where cars cars. That's where they gas up. 50 years. There's 50 um, years this gas pump, this animatronic gas pump has been sticking this shit into cars. That's right. Uh, hang on, I'm not done yet. I said I'm not uh, done yet. Pump, pump, pump. Uh, right now he's banging the sheriff. <laughs> uh, it's always he's, gulp, gulp, thank you, bub. <laughs> <laughs> Never a hug See, there's with. this um, bad car named Diesel. And there's a running gag throughout. They will go to report Diesel. Like, they'll call the police, and it's like, well, I'm not here right now. Leave a message with this stereotypical Irish voice. Oh, the Irish cop? Yeah. And then the answering machine goes, beep, leave your message. And then it's like, thank you for leaving a message. It cuts them off. The running joke. (sighs) Fucking cops. This, This girl here is in love with uh, another car and another car is in love with the girl so there'll be a subplot throughout in which he wins the girl over why is there a fucking landline lying on the asphalt i know and when the phone rings he goes hello he doesn't pick up the phone he just starts talking to it (laughs) right You'll see. Well, maybe you won't because we're not really going to listen very much. Okay, so here's the boss. The dad is the boss. And who got And the yellow car is like. I did. Yeah. The yellow car is the young daughter. The good good child. Right, the good child because she's still little. But Sparky's an asshole. We're we're giving up on Sparky. He's the. 15-year-old, 16-year-old. Oh, the worst. When cars turn 15, they're so fucking much. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, so this is a cartoon, huh? Cartoon. <laughs> it's Wolfman Jack. I'm playing on your cartoons. Playing some cartoons. We just mentioned Wolfman Jack in the last one. I know, I brought it up. Love. Well, if you are listening sequentially, last week we promised that this week's movie would have been a different cartoon called Tarzoon, Shame of the Jungle. Yeah. We watched the trailer and we're not not even going to bother. It's just so racist. It's racist. You know, you Mm -hmm. can't do do a parody of Tarzan apparently without just going full on racist. 
Well, it was 75, 1975, so that was more acceptable. Right. People would still get up in arms, but the majority, oh, you're being sensitive. You you know, be, so. you, it's parody of the stereotypes, that type of uh, bullshit. Right. It's a parody of the stereotypes. We're making fun of it as much as you. We grew up on Tarzan that's movies. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. There is another no. animated uh, Tarzan movie from that, that time period, which I think... Another like comedy celebrity did the voices for, but mm -hmm. and I couldn't watch it. Like some movies, like this is intriguing. You got cars and you got telephones and you got pumps. You got everything <laughs> you need in a movie. But that was just like it just looked like yeah. George of the Jungle. Not real. I like George of the Jungle. Okay, I want you to know that this blue car is the banker. Oh, and the father's apologizing for not paying the mortgage on time just things have been tough things have been tough and so we're just mortgage. getting set up for things are tough and there's a bank involved i thought this was a kids movie why are cars talking about mortgages well that's one of the weird things about this michael schlepp um he is making kids films but he doesn't do the boundaries of nicey nice stuff as a matter of fact in our act three uh you know, ticking time bomb moment, uh, the, the peril is that they're going to die. Ooh, cool. Yeah. I, so I listened to something called Bear Lizard Radio, and they were actually complimenting this Michael Schlepp. They called him an arco-capitalist of filmmakers who has no boundaries. Um, Great, I'll have to give him that. He's good at making them bad. He's shameless because you know what he's knocking off. But he makes extremely complex villains, and he does dark, dark children's stories. Characters die, they get mutilated, uh, and they're praising that. Well, <laughs> and one thing they praise is that even though it's, it's the title is a knockoff, it is their own story. I guess so. I don't really see much Here's of a our story. Turtle friend. I oh, it's a living. They're right. And here's the um, good the good car, the good kid. The, oh, yeah, the good kid. Yeah, and she is looking for a ramp. And right now she's like, too small, too big. Oh, yawning. So there happens to be doors lying around rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, and no, she's going to Goldilocks work. find one that's just right. Oh, there's that turtle. Fucking kids. I guess this is Arizona. Is it? I, it could it's be not a part Nevada, of Arizona, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, this but is, I think it's Arizona. It's like bedrock. Down in bedrock. Bam, bam, bam. This is the Flintstones neighborhood. They just built a gas station. No, everything would be made out of rocks. There's no metal in Flintstones world. Is there anything else happening in this town other than this gas station? Uh, we don't see it. There is the bank. There is the police yeah. station. Uh -huh. and The hospital uh, where they, they resuscitate. <laughs> okay, finally, uh, the teenager who took the sh long cut... Is that the opposite of a shortcut? Yes. Finally is getting home, and he's like, oh, I'm tired. I need a car wash. Oh, <laughs> uh, I need a car job, if you know what I'm saying. A rib job. What? Wink, wink, wink. A rib job for my asshole. I mean, asshole. I'm not very good at this, innuendo. <laughs>
Oh, a bunch of gear metalheads, gearheads. I'm a hybrid. <laughs> oh. How do you want to kill Coach so far? It's great. I met the nicest coop out of Route 9. Okay, so he has fallen in love uh-huh. with the girl who's in love with another guy. It seems like Shaft or something like that. And he's new in town because they're building a ramp to I-40, which the father is not happy about. And the kids love because it'll be a – so he's saying, you're taking too long of a shower. And he he was a jerk, and he turned on the cold water on his nice kid. Sometimes you got to do that, you know. I guess so. Yeah, listen, when your kid's in the car wash for too long, you got to change the water to cold. Now, they're having a fight now because the kid wants a GPS. And he's like, oh, you kids with your newfangled devices. And what he's saying is a GPS person knows where they're going, but not where they are. Like, you know, like with GPS, you know, make a left and you make a left. But you're ignorant to where you are. You're not going to remember next time you go. So he's doing old school and the and the son is doing his smart list. Give it a listen for All a right. Well, okay. that'll be easier soon. They're building an access ramp to I-40. Really? Awesome. Now I totally need GPS. You can't always have what you want. Why not? Diesel, what are you doing Okay, here? here's the bad guy. It's a woman named Diesel. She has camouflage army jeep, and she's got guns. Nice. <laughs> well, it's very important to be uh, to be holding a weapon. As so a she's car. causing trouble. She's saying, like, you should rate, get your own. Okay, here the phone rings. Leave a message. Officer Clutch, I need to talk to you right away. Leave a message after the tone. Diesel's back, and this time Thank she's. Thank calling. Goodbye. That's the running gag. Can never leave a message for the police officer, and the cop never checks his messages. So Diesel is here to stir up trouble, and she's saying to Sparky, why, you know, hey, why don't you get a job and get your own money, and you can raise a jeep right to the father's face, and you don't have to listen to this old, uh, this old fossil. Well, this is and buy one yourself. Excellent idea. I'm starting a new business. Oh, is that Snuggles? Could work for me. No. Mm, no. Sparky can work here. I can. Sparky is snuggled. I'll pay you 40 bucks a day. Wow. Okay, then. But, Sparky, remember, when you can't stand it anymore... Yes. Give me a call. Boo, bad car. So she's the temptress. So, what's my job? Well, you can... Rib job. (laughs) No, that's the dad. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't say that. Telling me. Right. Whoa, it's daytime already. And that's since the jerk has I seen such funny oil cans in a gas station. Yeah, that was funny. He hates those cans. These cans are defective. One of the movies you can see on YouTube, and I talked about it on my brother's podcast called Proudly Resents, Hardly Working with Jerry Lewis, which. I think after oh. The Jerk came out, he said, you know what? I'm the fucking king. I can make my own movie. And he has right. his own working at a mechanic uh, oil can bit. It came out the same year. His bit is that he knocks over the cans. Mm-hmm. And the owner looks at him. 
I really like how Jerry Lewis made that transition from uh, goofy guy to angry old person. You mean on screen? You know or, what I mean? Or backstage? <laughs> well, you know, he was such a jerk. We yeah. all know. Okay, this is a very explosive can of, I don't know why they have it around. It's explosive. Be careful. Oh, right, because it has a big exclamation point. And what's with the circle and, and X? Is that like a PlayStation controller? I don't think so. I think it just means danger. Uh-oh. Whoops. Whoops. He flung his... Sparky. You almost hit the explosive, Sparky. See, you see that? There's a uh, X button and a green circle oh, button. Oh, that's the car wash. Oh. Oh, right. Circle for go and X for stop? Yeah, they're big cars. They can't really... I mean, never mind that the... How do okay, they build these all this are... shit? Oh, there's the phone of mine. Hello, gas and go. Help. Excuse me. Help. I got that part. Your name? I'm Bumper. I ran out of gas. Oh, I'm sorry. Where are you? In I think he sounds of, uh, like John Mulaney. Let's see. The Two Pines <laughs> campsite? Yeah, you ever notice? Let's <laughs> do this act. Yeah, that's a weird telephone. They don't have to pick it up, and it's loud. Nope. How did, like, right. does the car have a car phone? Yes, there are car phones, yes. So he didn't drive inside a glass phone booth? I... <laughs> so many questions, Carl. Okay, so right now uh, somebody is stuck, and they've run out of gas, and they're at this campsite. So instead of doing the job himself, the father thinks, I'll give my son some responsibility, and you can go rescue him. Yeah. Bad so right idea. now he's giving him the directions to the campsite. Which and Sparky doesn't give will... a shit. Yeah, whatever, Dad. No, Sparky cares very much. He's going to go help somebody. Sparky's going to gap tooth. listening to his father. It's a chance to prove himself to his dad. Uh, what's the point? His dad's an alcoholic. His dad is not a gasaholic. <laughs> he's a total gas. Do you see the way he drives? Trash. <laughs> you smell like gas, Dad. Dad, I'm you're an embarrassing. I'm an adult car. I can drink what I want. You want to talk about embarrassing. Now what? there's the ad for the GPS, only $400. And he's like, $400. Bomber. This is the second uh, uh, billboard we saw. The other one just had the number two on it. Yeah, and this one just said $399 with no explanation. Okay, so here's the first part of the directions. Make okay. a right, go down a short road, uh -huh. and then make another right to the campground. But wait a minute. The Two Pines campground sign says go to the left. Now he's like, oh, if I only had a GPS, who do I listen to, the sign or my father? And guess what he picks? His father. <laughs> In incorrect. Uh, here we go. The wrong turn signal. Yeah, see, he's he's that's uh, the director's way of showing us that he's conflicted. Oh, it's the evil truck lady. She changed. Right. Yes, yeah. she changed diesel. She changed the sign. <sighs> diesel was in. Um, her name's Jean Richard. She was in Max Saves the World, 2014. Uh -huh. She was in the Royal Heist. 2017, well, and then she was Royal in these Heist. Cars Life things. Yeah, so I 
guess there's more than two, right? And there must have been a real Cars Life one. I was, right. I just imagine this film was like called the Cars Life two to maximize confusion, and there was no. No, it was when Cars two came out, and when Cars three comes out, there is a Cars Life three. Wow. <laughs> yep. Well, thank God for everyone involved. There's no Cars four. <laughs> wait, wait. There's. Oh no, I'm thinking of Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. Toy Story, the trilogy that has a fourth movie? Thanks. Right. The fourth, thil- fourth trilogy. The fourth trilogy. Listen, if you were like, okay. if you were, uh, I don't know, Tom Hanks and this Tim Allen and this comes around, what's the, he's going to do the sequels? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. This car here is the car that, that Sparky was supposed to save. And he's getting filled up now. Diesel has opened her own gas station across the street. I'll get you, Diesel. Oh, my God, this movie is going to be gone. So there's nothing to see other than a new gas station that opened across the street. So this car just gassed up, but he's not feeling so good. He's got indi- She's got indigestion and uh, burping. There's something wrong with the gas. He cut it and with baby laxative. Diesel. <laughs> and Diesel's like, no, no. I'm sure it's just It's not fentanyl. You'll be fine. <laughs> Wow. She has guns. It's a kid's show. She has guns. Well, a lot of cars growing up in Arizona has guns on it. <laughs> Mounted in the a rear mount. <laughs> shoot enemies as you drive away. Again, like cars, who the fuck builds these billboards and puts up the poster? Cars. I don't buy it. And I know. Me neither. Have you ever seen the Disney movies Planes? Disney's Planes? Yeah. Is it better than Cars Life 2? Uh, yeah. Wow. But it was a ripoff of Cars. When, when Cars came out, uh, planes suddenly showed up. Never mind that there had been that uh, that kid's show, JJ, right? JJ, the plane. Oh. Was that a Disney show? I don't think so. It Disney. took place in Terrytown, New York. That doesn't sound like Disney to me. Right. It was based okay, on, so, it was grounded in real, in real life? No, thank you. <laughs> so right now, uh, the car tried to chat up the girl he likes, and she was like, I'm waiting for a call from my boyfriend, and she split. Wow. Okay, so now Spark comes home, and he's like, there was no two pines campsite. And uh-huh. the dad is like, disappointed, disappointed, disappointed. Yeah, well, dads are allowed to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe if you weren't such a disappointment, son. <laughs> now, uh, this Michael Schlapp, he started as an executive producer on some TV shows like Mansers on Spike TV. You probably heard of that. Uh, he did Viking, the ultimate obstacle course on ESPN. Ooh, fake sports. He did a Discovery Science Channel 1, uh, and he did a Sci-Fi Channel case with a dollar sign for the S, and a reality TV show called Tilt. But then he fell in love with uh, ripping off animated. Yeah, ripping off other animated. He's just like typing in the dialogue into the computer, and the computer's just spitting it out for him. 
so now he's talking to the banker like, I just got fired from my father's job. I need a job. And he goes, why don't you go to the I-40 construction place? Turtle time. Turtle time. So there are other animals. Yes. And you'll see, well, I don't know. The turtle's certainly one. But the good child has found her ramp. And she's doing a Goldilocks thing again. This rock is too big. This rock is too small. <laughs> this rock is just right. Uh, she the turtle's jump. like, just like, right for what? Yeah, like, who, her, she's obsessed with this ramp. Just let it go. Here's the I-40 ramp, and Sparky is friends with the uh, jilted, his name's Bumper. Um, I guess they saved a little money because no, this guy's Zipper, Zipper. Uh, Jim Woods plays Clinch, Clutch, Rivet, and Zipper. And all of his credits are um, are Sparkplug movies. Good for him. He probably animates, too. He's like, I brought the coffee, Michael. Great, great. Get in the studio. You're right. When you when you see the credits for who was the animators, Michael Schlepp is one of them. I can't believe a producer of a sci-fi show would make something so bad. <laughs> That's the boss going, I'm giving you grief. And so Sparky's like, hmm, I don't want any part of this job. Oh, it seems like a stressful job. I'll be better off unemployed. Wow, they really did a good job on this freeway. They're in the middle right now. The median. They call it the median. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I threw a dollar at the median once because I was told it was the median, median strip. Any luck? Uh, yeah, I saw. Push. Yeah, I, I saw under the slip. <laughs> Three ninety nine. Yeah, that's know the GPS price. What's that thing? I should find out what this other company is. There, for a while, there was a company that was cranking out similar-sounding movies, uh, like Snakes on a Plane, uh, Snakes on, mm -hmm. on a Train. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. here's the bad guy once again to whisper uh, into the ear of the son and appeal to his worst nature. So he... She is like, you can come work for my gas station. I will double your pay at $80 a day. Cool. Oh, so the film, the company I'm thinking of is called The Asylum, and they make mock, okay. muster, mock busters, which are films <laughs> that sound like major motion picture films. <laughs> they also create Sharknado. Uh-huh. Uh, but let me see if I can find a list of their films. Uh, there's The Transmorphers. <laughs> They did their own version of War of the Worlds the same year the uh, the Spielberg movie came out. Mm -hmm. They did a film called The Day the Earth Stopped. Not, <laughs> not stood still. Uh, when Battleship came out, they had a movie called American Warships. Mm -hmm. But my favorite of theirs, which has a really good one, is called Titanic 2. It's about a ship whose name is Titanic 2. Uh -huh. That kind of leaves during modern days. So, uh, let's see. We have Belly Fruit, Foreplay, Scarecrow, Slayer. I'll find a better one. H.G. Wells, War of the Worlds. Dead Man Walking, King of the Lost Worlds. Snakes on a Train, The Da Vinci Treasure. 
666 the child not to be confused pirates of treasure island <laughs> yeah uh, not of caribbean the 911 commission report based on the 911 attacks <laughs> i guess that's a, they're saying it's the wikipedia is saying it's the rip off of united uh, 993 and world trade center the hitcher the hitchhiker I'll, oh we a, saw um What was that movie in which we saw the, uh, it was based on the video game and there was all the 9-11 Postal. stuff? Postal. Yeah, Postal, right. That right. was a good one. They did a movie called AVH, Alien vs. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Alien vs. Predator. Right. Uh, and then let me see if I can find... I am uh, that's a pet peeve of mine, uh, by the way. Uh, Predator is not what the... The guy was a hunter. He wasn't a predator. Well, they mentioned that in the last Predator movie, the Predator. They all all the characters go. He's not really right, a predator. Right, right, never, right, right, right. You know, he doesn't masturbate in a par, uh, in his hotel room, blocking the exit. Uh, I Am Legend. They made a movie called I Am Omega. Ali Quarterman in the Temple of Skulls. Well, you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, Ali Quarterman. <laughs> I don't understand L.A. Quarterman. Was that supposed to be popular back in the day? Uh, Alan Quartermain yeah. was a series of films. Was it a series? Well, I know uh, that. I it think was, it was like a book. And it was a, a book, and it was a popular book, and there must have been movies back in the time. There was an 80s version with Richard Chamberlain that mm-hmm. I remember. So this uh, Michael Schlepp is share something in common with uh, Trixie from Speed Racer. They are both, they were, okay, Corrine was a judge of the Emmys for 18 years, and she served on the Act- Actors Guild Council for 13 years. I guess this job was just a paycheck, but Schlepp was a member of the Emmy committee, too, so maybe that's how they met. They were like, he was like, hey, what's the word on season four of Golden Girls? Pretty good. I'm voting. I'm giving Beatrice an Emmy. Designing women. All right, we'll make it Designing Women's Day. Uh, just a lot of disappointed children in this movie. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, you know, Sparky got his job back. That's the whole thing that happens throughout. They have a fight, he quits, then he goes back and... Like, he goes, oh, I'll give you another chance, and he gets his job back. So now, uh, Diesel is, like, offering him the 80 bucks. Let me see. Uh, I guess. Great. I've got just the ticket. It's a bit of a drive, but it's worth it. Oh, right now he's talking about, like, a circus. Okay, so there's a circus coming to town, uh, and that's going to figure well, into wait the a plot. Minute. A fucking circus? <laughs> yeah. A circus is coming to town. Yeah, and Diesel's this is a world where it. cars are cars, and and there's a circus. Yeah, here the bad kid continues to experiment with the ramp over and over, and the turtle chronicles it the whole way through. You yeah. know, well, okay, here's the circus. Wow, it's instead of a three ring circus, as a three car ring circus. Right. Oh, there is there's. Starring Petula, a 
and the Grease Monkey! Petula will attempt a death-defying... Oh. oh, Petunia. This is bad. Yeah. You didn't tell me there's going to be monster trucks in this movie. Uh, are there monster trucks? I guess that's a monster truck. That's more of a device they built. Yeah, that's right. And she jumps through it. And that's the... Uh... That's the stunt. So Diesel is like, I could make this circus so much better. Yeah, and Diesel. in the end, she will buy it. Diesel is just fucking... What a power trip. Yep. Wow, look at that. He's spinning hats. That's an amazing fucking car. I think it's teacups. Oh, yeah. When the car needs to drink tea. Right. How does that work? They don't, it's got the little handle for the, you know, your thumb and pointer finger. They don't have that. Also, what six year old drew on the walls? Yeah, there's look kid that. drawing yeah. all over the place. Strange. Uh, and it's not explained why. It is signed Michael Phelps Jr. His name is Michael Phelps, right? The director. Uh, Michael Schlepp. Oh, well, his son. Michael Phelps, I think, is either the swimmer He's or swimmer. the Mission Impossible guy. No, that's uh. Oh, now you're killing me. That's Nate. No. Oh, Michael. It is Phelps. It is. Is it Nathan Phelps? Uh, I think that's a uh, Google question. Yeah, all right. We'll let Google deal with it. Ethan. Ethan. Schlepp. Phelps. 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 Okay, Mission Impossible Phelps is Jim Phelps. No, that's John Voight. Yeah, Jim Phelps. And here's a picture of... Uh, what's, hmm, Tom, what's Tom Cruise's name? Yeah, what's Tom Cruise? Uh, Ethan Hunt, was it? Or Mike Hunt? Cause of death killed by Ethan Hunt. Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt is, yeah. The, do you, I don't. Do you like Ethan that. Hunt? Um, you should say it. You say, I like Ethan have Hunt. You, have, oh, I got a phone call. Who's seen Ethan Hunt? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Ethan Hunt? <laughs> Wait, is he friends with Ethan Hawk? No. Uh, <laughs> Mike Hawk. You know, Ethan Hawk, I never thought, and I hope I don't ever meet him in person. He's going to punch me right in the face, but yeah, I will. never thought he was a very. Oh, I don't, don't see don't any acting. He's coming right I, over. I don't see any acting ability. There's some people like that. Uh, no, he's a good actor. Look at the fuck out of here. He did a, he did a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did a movie called First Reform, and he's a priest, and uh, he's pretty good okay. at that. He looked pretty tormented. I didn't see that. I'm thinking Gattaca. I'm thinking... Um, Gattaca. Gattaca. Get the Gattaca. Uh, I noticed that you... Get out of here. I noticed get you out. hold your junk when you pee with your left hand. And so I know that you're inferior, but I'm going to let you slide. Right? That was Gattaca. Gattaca! <laughs> Remember he had to get taller? Yeah. They cut his feet. <laughs> oh my God, stupid movie. <laughs> I mean, it was. It really made me think, man. Yeah, about killing myself. About Battlestar Galactica. Now there's a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care that it was the pilot for t a two-hour pilot. Oh, I saw that. I actually seen the theme. So the story goes that in the 70s, Battlestar Galactica was such a big TV show around the same time as Star Wars 
the publishing, they released the pilot episode and the second episode as a standalone theatrically released movie. Right, as a movie, yeah, before the TV series. And that way everyone thought that the TV series comes from the movie. Oh, is that what it is? I always see, I I guess I, I knew about the movie after the fact, so I always thought it was just like during its heyday. But they were trying to cash in on Star Wars. They were, and they had Lauren Green, and they had Heartthrob or two, yeah. who was in uh, our Charlie Chan film we saw. You're talking about Richard Hatch? Um, yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused so, with the, the guy from The Survivor Show. And there was also Mr. Goodlooking. He was... Um, Sir Benedict? Uh, maybe. He was the blonde-haired one. He had a cool name. Gosh, I, gosh we're really going back now. Dirk Benedict is not a cool name? No, in the show, in the show, there was like Cleopatra and Apollo and this other guy. Uh, Twinkie. I I just remember Twinkie. No, are you thinking of, are you thinking of beat it, beat it, beat it? Beat it, beat it, beat it. Yeah, Mel Blanc. All right, so these cars are uh, scheming, right? Uh, Well, it's more like um, Diesel's manipulating. Here we go. Whoa! Yeah, so she's finally pulling it together, and the the uh, tortoise is impressed. Uh, but the... you see, it's not perfect yet. Bonk! They cut to the tortoise because they don't want to show the crash because it costs so much money. So they're talking about why are they making it? Uh, the radio announcers like, why are they making an exit of forty to this dump? And the father's getting all offended, and the kid's like, "He's right. This is a nowhere town." Is it? It must be a nowhere town. Nothing to do. This whole town lived here my whole you know, life. In the Cars movie, he was on his way to a race in California, and he broke down, and he ended up in that Arizona town right. with Paul Newman. That's the plot to guess... Doc Hollywood, right? Dr. Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. With Michael J. Fox? No. That is the same uh, basic plot, isn't he's it? He's driving to, to... Doc Hollywood? Yeah, he's driving to Hollywood, and he gets broken down in some Arizona town. To and be a yeah. plastic surgeon? And they make him a general practitioner. The judge does. Yeah, right. Doesn't make any and sense. That, that's just, that's right. The cars too. It was a judge, and he had to redo the road. Yeah. that he messed up. Well, he was Lightning McQueen. Right. And, right. And, and he was going to go race in Hollywood, and his car breaks down, and then some shenanigans happen. It's a the Owen brothers guy, Luke or no? It's a uh, Owen. Oh, what's their last name? Wilson. Owen and Luke Wilson. That's it. That's it. And don't forget Andrew uh, Wilson, their other brother. Right. From we Church saw Ball. Church Ball. Church Ball, Which yeah. was a pretty good movie, I thought. I would love to watch Church Ball right now. Given, <laughs> yeah. Given what we're watching. This thing. I like Church Ball. unreasonable. Everyone knows that. It's more like she's manipulating him, agreeing that the father's a jerk. Why don't you come work for me? Explore the world with your new GPS. Well, she's saying all the things he wants to hear. She's such a manipulator. She's a complicated villain. She really is. And, How so? You know, like, 
I, I, I mean, like, I don't think what Michael Sch- uh, Schlepp is doing is a good thing, you know, just sort of feeding off of the popularity of other films. But at the same time, he does make his own story. He doesn't do interesting things. He He's shameless about it. He doesn't hide the fact that he's pretending. Okay, check out this guy's hippie voice, his right. surfer voice. Not looking like that. Huh? You need a makeover, a new paint job, decals, chrome, dude. Chrome, Why? Dude. I just got this paint job. He's that turtle from Finding Nemo. Come on, Nemo, you gotta find your chrome, dude. Yep, because what he is is a stereotype. That's all it is. It's such a... He's like, it's not lazy, it's just not even lazy. It's just like, hey, dude, I'm a surfer. To, yeah, to make the cop Irish, to make the surfer dude it's it's just it's lazy writing it's not uh there's no thought in it and um okay so this guy's name is rally bodega and he was in autobots a car's life sparky's big adventure and he was in what's up he's another one of those who's just he's part of the michael schlepp spark plug entertainment crew this movie must have made money i mean they must have got a return for it I'm sure, yeah. They have a deal, a distribution deal with Walmart and Kmart, and you saw it on Stars. They got paid to do it. The guy's not a fool. It's just cheap, you know? It, I, I really think that he is quality enough. Well, I mean, I just slammed his writing, right, because it was, uh, you know, he's doing stereotypes. But I think that his villain is interesting. He's putting death in children's stories. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy should do his own thing, you know? Yeah, but, he needs um, more. We need more entertainment with guns in it <laughs> for children. I just think that he should do... Uh, maybe that's not so great, but I just... I know that this guy is a talented individual. Right. And he maybe he made his way by being a rip-off guy, and now, Mike, I'm talking to you directly, Michael Schlepp, do it, man. Do your own film. Uh, do your own story, and... Portrait of an Artist is a Young Schlepp. You can do it! Isn't that a Dr. Seuss thing, the Schlepp? Uh, yeah, the Schlepp. That, the Schlepp that wept. The things you could think, maybe it was? I think it was the Schlepp that wept. <laughs> Oh. This is a subplot I never explored with you. There's a little kid and the mother, and they really like Sparky. And so sometimes they come and Sparky, you know, he ain't Sparky. Yeah, and they get all there. happy. <laughs> so, like, sometimes they come in and Sparky was fired. Sometimes Sparky's here, and they get all happy. It's basically just to prop up that Sparky's a likable character and he's being misunderstood by the father, which is natural. Or maybe he should be uh, take the time to be more understandable to his dad. Huh? Why are you taking Sparky? That's what happens at the end, so that's what Yay. this is all leading up to. You know what I noticed? There's no, there's no son. What? There's no son. He is the son. No, 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 S-U-N. The sky is blue. Look, where's the son? Where's the happy little the- fellow? Where's the, the sun is above. Guy? It's always noon, and the sun is directly above. Oh, here comes trouble. She's trouble. Diesel. Little father again. He's unreasonable. Join my team. 
trying to be ironic about you know 70s ironic racism it's just, yeah. not, it's just not worth it it's a racist we, we get it yeah so i picked this movie's always been in my back pocket ever since i watched it on tv and i just can't do it man Whoa. so basically now the blue car's got his nerve and he's like why don't we get a cup of lube or something and uh, she's all depressed because uh, Shaft is not returning. Yeah. Well, she tried out to get an emoji and they rejected her face. So uh, now he's getting yelled at his boss. I have to get back to work. I have. She goes, I know, you have to leave. Everybody does. And she drives off. No, wait, is that Sparky that she rejected? That's someone else. No, that is Bumper. Oh, look, I want to say Bumper is uh, Wait, ugly. no, Bumper's the girl. Bumper is the girl. Oh. Her name's Denise. Denise Finnell Benelli. And she was in the coffee shop. She was in Leaving LA in 26. She was in Filthy Rich, Filthy Uncle Phil. So okay, she enough. Is not enough. Part These of are the movies career. that don't exist, okay? Just as much as this movie doesn't exist. Leaving LA. You've never heard of Leaving LA? Uh, you never heard of Leaving LA. There's no such movie as Leaving LA. Wasn't it the one with uh, Nicholas Cage and uh, is uh, a drunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think again. Leaving L.A. That's not a real movie. Leaving Las Vegas, no nuts. Oh, okay. Leaving L.A. is not a. Oh, it's gee whiz! It came up as a song. Uh, America drama television series that aired from April until June of '97. Well, I guess that counts as a movie. It's only been out for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was a short run. Yeah. Okay, you're right. She she's she hasn't been very successful. Pilot. Okay. Well, where, where Sean Kimmel, anywhere the but father, here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm leaving L.A. Um, and then here's and a serious conclusion. Louisiana. Episode two. Wow, I'm in Melpitas. <laughs> the end. The, the series finale, episode two. Um, the father who sounds like John Mulaney, I think. His name's Sean Schimmel. He is uh, he's known for his work on Dragon Ball Z, Battle of Gods, Dragon Ball Z, Resurrection oh. F, and uh -huh. Dragon Ball Z, K Z Kai in 2009. Oh, great. Well, I, this yeah. isn't a comic book convention. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Dragon Ball P. Do you like Dragon Ball P? No. I. Why would I? Well, you're at the P. Uh, Mike, not on the... I mean, that's strictly on the weekends, Mike. Oh, right. yeah, not, you're a weekend warrior when it comes to I'm not uh, shower, uh, urine play. But what about like Dragon Ball Z and uh, just those movies, those TV shows in general? You no, know, uh, that's the one... It's a Pokemon attempt, you know, because it has the card game and there's a... No, I'm not interested in that. I mean, I'm not 13. It's not, Dra Dragon Ball's been around longer than Pokemon. 
It has? Yeah, man. That's been around since the uh, 80s. Least. I'll take your word for it. So is Pokemon. No, Pokemon is 90s, man. That's 20 years old. Turtle, turtle. Keep talking. I got to check the latch. Good idea. Okay, so audience, now uh, it's um, he's now working for Diesel, and it's time to get his pay of $40. And so she goes, hey, why don't you get a lube job? And he goes, oh, that feels good. And so they're servicing him now. Uh, and what will be the rub is that she's actually charging him. That feels kind of good. Kind of feels kind of good. Yeah. It's probably illegal. Air freshener. Air freshener. What the? What's that smell? Hi. Don't you feel like you're driving through the house? Mm. What? Hey! <laughs> the wax tickles him. Okay, okay. That's enough. You look fantastic. Now he's got his lube, he's got his wax, he's got his air freshener. And all of this he doesn't know is costing money. Time to pay Sparky 80 bucks for the day. 80 bucks Double for the day. Uh, okay, we start with 80. Star and oh the my God. is 30 bucks. What? The four star valve do is 40 bucks. What? And a little bottle. And, uh, oh. What a ripoff. What's happened? Yeah, what's happened here? He's just like, okay, I work today. Time to give me my 80 bucks. And then she goes, okay. Hey, you need a lube job. It, she like starts doing all this work on him, and then at the end, you know, which is implied free. I mean, she didn't say anything, yeah. and now it's like, you owe me ten dollars, Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> now that's good writing. This guy is good. This guy's good. He's bad, and he's good. Yeah, like there's no reason for this movie, but since it exists, right. you might as well make it good. So every time he goes to work for her, he works the day, and then somehow she zings him for a charge, and he ends up owing her. Oh, so he has to work the night shift? No, the day's over, and he's with the dad. Yeah. Where? At Diesel's. I got air freshener. Oh. Valve goo. Son, how much did all of this cost? Ninety bucks. This stuff didn't cost people more than ten bucks. Ninety bucks. <laughs> she tried to fucking rip you off of ten bucks yeah. like that. Fuck that yeah. shit. Ninety bucks. You know how much something in our universe would pay for ninety bucks? Yeah. Yeah. The car's in China. That's so. This is a strange movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think cars, the Pixar movies, ever talk about cash, right? They never be like, let's go to Italy for the race. I don't know. The airplane ticket's $40. Yeah. Um, well, there was all that stuff about, uh, what'd you call his name? Flash Mangoon. What was his name? Oh, it's Steve McQueen. No, Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. It's, there's all that stuff about, you're a star. You're a big D. You know, you have these TV deals. So I guess the money's just implied. Right, but they never, they never gave a dollar amount in the, the Cars movies. They never said, oh. <laughs> What's his name? Crass Mongoon? What's his, <laughs> what's his name? And his friend Tater. If I'm oh, yeah. lying, I'm crying. If I'm lying, I'm, I'm crying. I'm a stereotype. 
Oh my God! Did you see him in the toilets in Japan? It was so embarrassing. He's like, check out there's some water squirting up here. <laughs> oh, now that's like Europe's bidet, but in in Asia, you squat to poop. Right. They have a different world over there. But they my have, kid went to Thailand. But they were making and, jokes of like Japanese toilets, you know, like how they have like these these fancy toilets that will uh, play mm-hmm. music and squirt water up there. It is Isn't it, it Nader? Nader? Tater, right? The tow truck. Yeah. Okay, so now this car has been on a diet of diesel's gas, and um, he doesn't feel so... Oh, oh, it's the big date. It's the. I mean, it's the big ask-out. Ooh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> Good. So is the blue car the guy and the red yeah. car is the girl? Yeah, it's sort of purple, right? Yeah. My fan belt's been slipping. My radiator leaks. So he's going to invite her to the circus, I think. Right, on there's Friday. a circus. There isn't much else to do. Do you want to look at some cacti? What? <laughs> Mobiles <laughs> Cacti. Dash, that's his name, Dash. Oh, from The Incredibles, Dash? What? The Dash from The Incredibles? Dash, I don't know. I, uh, Dash is the name of a car that she's hung up on. It's also the name of the little boy. But you know what, the... Zipper? Uh-huh. I have to open myself to the possibility of meeting Mr. Wright. Blah, blah, blah. Dash is also uh, a hyphen. What do you mean? <laughs> well, it's a character. Uh, it's an ASCII character on your keyboard, Dash. <laughs> right, gotcha. It's a hyphen. Well, you know what I say. Don't believe the hyphens. Don't believe the hyphens. <laughs> Don't believe the hyphens. Use abused. Don't, Don't believe the hyphens. Don't believe the hyphens. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's the best joke I can Use muster. Use abused. I still refuse to blow a fuse. Nice. Yeah, boy. Don't believe the hyphen. <laughs> don't, 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 don't believe the hyphen. Nice. Well, that we really got was a great, great band, man. Oh yeah. So called chosen, frozen. What was it? A crucifixion so, ain't no fiction. So called frozen, <laughs> chosen, frozen. Apologies given no, to whoever course. needs them, but they still got me like Jesus. You're right. Yeah. That's right. That was one day. What's his name? Chuck D? Chuck D, that's it. Now, of course, I'm the whitest white boy, so I never heard of them until uh, Do the Right Thing. Right. But that's all I needed to hear was that um, Fight the Power song to like, well, you didn't Google things back then. I don't know how it happened, but I absolutely got into Public Enemy. And I, it, it was like, I got the record Fear of a Black Planet. Yeah, and I was great... like, yeah, I, I have that. I, I have that. Oh, you have a little Fear of a Black Planet? That's a great album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so something's happening. I'm sorry. We should be a better movie show. It's and basically she's buying the circus. I need to talk to you right away. Officer Clutch, I need to talk to you right away. After the tone, Four Star Depot is engaged in all sorts of illegal activity. That's the running gag. The cops never there. That's pretty funny. <laughs> 
Listen, I, I want to just, uh, saying, Michael, I just want to say something to Michael Schleff. Yeah. And I know I've said it before, but Michael, Michael, you've got talent, dude. Michael, break out on your own. Get, you've made your money. You've made your money, right? Yeah. Now you have creative freedom. Make that Titanic 3. No, Michael, stop. No, Michael Schlepp, listen to me. Listen, don't Michael Schlepp, Titanic. don't listen. Don't listen to Carl. <laughs> listen to me. It's a dead end. This thing, you're, gonna, you're, you're miring in mediocrity. Nobody's going to remember the name Michael Schlepp. Look, go to Bear Lizard Radio and listen to them rave about you. They spent 10 minutes on you complimenting listen, Michael, you. don't listen to my colleague, Carl. Watch the movie <laughs> Incredibles. Take notes and then come up with a movie called Incredibles 3. But the word Incredibles has quotation marks around it. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Uncredibles. Un that's what you are currently, Michael. Please, Mr. Schlepp. Hey, Mr. Schlepp. He's in New York. He's in New York. I could probably if find him. If you're listening, you should really make the really good dinosaur movie. You know what I'm saying? The really good dinosaur? Yeah. There you go. Um, let's see. What's the opposite of Ice Age, right? Oh, yeah, Stone Age. Global Warning 3. But the, the squirrel is after the, uh, the the walnut. I heard a comedian, and I'm doing it, Carl, uh, who's here on Muni Radio, and said there were so many Ice Age movies. The most recent one took place during the present day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Might have been Land Before Time. A dinosaur movie taking place in the current day, it would be like an alligator... Uh, it would be birds, right? Wasn't there an alligator, uh, a modern-day dinosaur movie? Oh, the Jurassic Park, I guess. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Now, he's uh, blue, who has his blue balls, is discovering that <laughs> uh, Purple wants to go to the circus. So he's like, I'll get tickets. Really? I've never been. You should go. Uh, I should take you. Huh? Uh, you? Uh, buy the tickets and... Uh, we could go together to, to the circus. I like this movie. I don't know, Creeper. Most movies have like sound music playing behind the scenes, but not this one. Mm -hmm. Well, you just heard the bass line, right? That one? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the one. Okay, there. Uh, this uh, Diesel has been running them out of business, and now here's the banker with the big... You know, like bad news. And... Uh, sure. Listen, about this month's loan payment. Da-da-da-da, see? So he's feeling the pressure. They really should have got John Mulaney to do this. I don't think they'd so. have the credit. Do you think John Mulaney would have done it? No. Of course not. I mean, I don't know him personally. Maybe a paycheck's a paycheck, but no, somehow I don't think he would have done I don't done think it. a paycheck from these guys is going to be worth that much. I don't think Sparkplug's going to be like, here's 50000 Well, Trixie from Speed Racer did it. Trixie from Speed Racer? Oh, yeah, she... <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, all right. Cardone, oh, oh, Trixie from Speed Racer, eh? The original, no less. <laughs> Yeah, the original. Do you think, like, during the break, he's like, I should have been Rocky the Squirrel. Fucking June Foray took my shit. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Oh, no, she's talking about June Foray again. Fucking oh, I don't think kiss that, my ass. Um, like you were saying last show, I, kids won't get, I don't know, kids, but 
you know, a 25-year-old, these references, Bullwinkle, what's that, you know? Well, it's, a, it's a float in the parade on Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, it was a movie starring uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh-huh, Bullwinkle. You ever see that live-action Bullwinkle? Yeah, it was terrible. I was in Chicago when they were filming that, and we were on this boat uh, going through those canals they have there, and we had to stop and wait for 40 minutes as they launched. Do you remember the car launches over the water? Among many things, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we, 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 we didn't even get to see it. It was like around the corner. Did you we see had Bullwinkle? to wait while they filmed that What's scene. What's Bullwinkle like? Was he nice? In he person? Your, yeah, in person. Did he sign your autograph? <laughs> he snubbed me. He snubbed me. I Fucking don't know. Man. He turns up his nose, and all you see is that weird mouth he has. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and his pal, man. What a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> That's really true. Being his friend was really a moose steak. <laughs> He's I a junkie, feel. too. He's like, hey, Rocky, watch me pull a clean needle out of my hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, th th nobody will be getting what we're talking about. Even the live-action film we reference, people won't know. That live-action film consisted of like Whoopi Goldberg going, "You're you're the moose. I loved your show growing up." I mean, that was the actual dialogue. Everyone recognized. Yeah. It was that uh, fearless leader wanted to make shitty, bad entertainment on TV that idiots will like. And Rocky and Bullwinkle. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, it was for little kids. I think it, I think some of it. Like I, I tried to watch it in earnest. I mean, I thought it, I was very excited. There was a live action Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, me too. I went to it, and it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I think that De Niro played Boris. No, he played a uh, fearless leader. Oh, okay. it was Jason well, Alexander. Was the... Okay, wait. I have to tell you now. The turtle is in the car. Oh, the turtle... yeah. He's inside of her. <laughs> so that head. little subplot she's finally figured out how to jump the ramp successfully and now the turtle goes for a ride every time the tortoise I should say turtles are in water and tortoise uh oh cop is here oh finally Diesel is on a one car crime spree I'm here to investigate the place of water down gas that must be an Italian car so many customers so I didn't tell you a little plot point earlier when Sparky was in the employee of the father he was always coming up with little ideas like uh, webcams so that people would know if the station was full or closed right so in the middle of the night uh, the little minions of Diesel watered down the gas and then Diesel whispered in the cop's ear he's got watered down gas exactly what she's guilty of He's testing the water now, uh, testing the gas now, and, right. and confirms Is that uh, our hero, the dad, Fender, he gets booted. Oh, the cops put a boot on him? Degrading. Yeah. Degrading. So he's getting you know, accused of the crime that she commits. Uh, she's a complex villain, and she's good. And uh, Michael Schlepp. Michael Schlepp. This, this movie's evidence. You're bigger than this, man. You can do it. Here's the movie. You, it's you called branch out on your own. Frozen 2. You release it the same time <laughs> Frozen 2 comes out. Listen to me, Michael Schlepp. Yeah, right. There's, it could be like... Uh, there's roses. 
And it's the second time you made this. Frozen 2. Huh? Not frozen. Like, what would it be? Like, lukewarm? No, like... Uh, <laughs> Ice cold. What would... Really cold. Yeah, right. Ice, really cold. Really too. cold, too. Yeah. 32 degrees, too. <laughs> okay, so now, car's going to get rejected. Dash might be coming on Friday. Let's go Saturday. I'll just exchange the... He got I'm friends proud of you. Yeah, he was a little prat. Don't you're not going to put up with that. Oh, I would have. I would have handled it much differently. I would have said, "I'm taking these circus tickets and a couple of prostitutes, and we're going to the circus." <laughs> Give me that ticket back. Prostitutes like circuses. You should know. They do because there's prostitution rings, circus yeah. rings, circus rings, prostitution rings. So the bank is going to like foreclose and she's going to get the property and she's knocking down the, okay. So now uh, Sparky is letting it be known that he's got them on tape, watering down the gas. She's busted. Okay. This is the last straw. Calling the cops. You breached the unconscious. Can you get it? You get the joke? Yeah, because 911 is a joke. I know who watered down my gas. 911 is a joke. <laughs> See, what's funny is it is a literal callback. <laughs> oh, God. Right. When it takes uh, I did that in an open mic set. Uh, the joke didn't really... I, 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 I was telling my jokes, and then I said, I called my wife, but I got her voicemail, so I left a message. And then I went on with my jokes. And then later in the set, I said, my wife um, called me back. And then I go, that's the callback. <laughs> Some people chuckled, but it didn't. It was a callback to it your died. first joke when you called your wife. Yeah. yeah. Right, which wasn't a joke. It was just a call. And then I got a call back. And then I say that was a call back. And uh, people were just, I don't know. I appreciate, I appreciate your humor, Carl. It's keeping me awake right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look There's at been eight off. million jokes that have died at the open mic. Oh my God! Every week I write five minutes and like three work. You know, so you keep them in the bucket, but uh, there's so many jokes that have not worked. My the God. worst is like you try a joke out, and not only does it not work, but people like remember that joke, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> don't Thanks. no, I tried it, didn't work. Don't remember it. Yeah, that's right. One time uh, I got a bunch of people together to watch Fish Burgers. They just happened to be over Tom Kroll's house. And remember that? I don't know if you remember it. You weren't on the show at the time. I, I go to the AP, ATM and it humiliates me because, you know, like I, I asked to take out $200 and it's like, uh, you need to get a job. Yeah, no, I've seen that. This is, we're referring to a uh, public access television show shot in New Jersey 20 years ago. Yeah, I remember that. But I mean, that. That that show had like Saddam Hussein fighting the Terminator, and I mean there were a million great bits in that Fishburgers episode. But the Tom Kroll's friends, every time they see me, they go, "Hey, yeah, I can relate to that ATM joke." That's, that's the lamest joke. That's in the, the lamest. <sighs> we were playing tennis with like uh, the beach ball, and there was funny stuff in that 
you know, Sonny fell. I I slipped down the stairs in that episode, and uh, don't remember my worst joke. I remember you falling down the stairs. That was pretty funny. It acts as if it's the best joke. So this is Diesel is like goading Sparky right now. Well, right now it's one more time he's going to get his pay. And could take a better paying job at one of my other companies. So he goes to get his pay, and it's once again, you owe, you owe, you owe. And he's like, I quit. And she's like, well, you can't quit. You owe me 40 bucks. And so now she's, you know, she's got Sparky by the ball. So she's offering Sparky a job at one of her other companies. It happens to be the circus. And Weird. we're going to we're all, we're leading up to the tragic moment at the circus. This is now, okay, this is now, where this is where uh, Dick Grayson Carr's parents get shot while they were doing a, and he becomes Bat Robin. Dick Grayson, right? Dick yeah. Grayson, that was Robin. That was Robin. He was uh, he was an acrobat's son, and he was at the circus. Right. But his parents, the Flying Grayson, said. Well, we don't want to pay this protection money that you're talking about. We're just good on his acrobats. And Weasley McGee was like, okay, I'm going to cut the rope. <laughs> cut the rope. And That's then there was right. that, that Batman episode where Robin confronts Greasy. I'm going to punch your face in. Robin, don't do it. Come yeah. on, Batman, this is your dream. I know, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of bullshit. And then when that Robin became like Nightwing or whatever, he had to go to the circus and find another Robin or something. I was not a DC guy. I read the Marvel comics. I mean, I bumped into the DC ones and like there would be some, uh, you know, how they would release the big books that were compilations sure. of that's, old. That's yeah, the ones so I catch up with. Right. Well, oh, you catch up, but I would be introduced for the first time, you know. That's how I knew action comics and... Right. Well, okay, so here they are at the circus, and um, Purple Car has ditched uh, Dash for Blue Ball's car. And the father's there in his boot and everything. Can I, can I ask you uh, a question? Yeah. When is this DVD menu going to stop so I can make a selection? <laughs> right. I, I've had enough of this. Can you, take, can you take the CD-ROM out of the fucking DVD player, please? So there's the banker. We have all of our cast assembled. Right, all 12 of them. Now we find out that she's bought the circus, and she's not going to have the traditional act that they all love with the spinning cups and everything. She's going to have Sparky and the traditional act, Delilah. Well, you'll see in a minute. Why? It's like a death-defying Why, oh, why? Delilah. Oh, here we go. What? And we're going to have Sparky here suck his own dick. What? What? Whoa. Get out of here. I got to see this. No, I wanted to see Otto Cungunalingus, and you're going to show me... Otto Felicio. It's a car blowing himself. (laughs) Which is something that's possible... Yeah, the big car I guess you could do autoconolingus. You would just have to. Be right. I don't think you can reach. I mean, uh, I I don't have the right equipment. But okay, so they're on this um, treadmill. Yes. And they have to speed up because if they slow down, they'll go uh, backwards into the jaws of 
Yes. Ooh, with vertical sideways closers to make it even more intimidating. And so this is what uh, Michael Schleff has given us, gasp in a kid's show. Oh, it's more apparel. This is nothing that you haven't seen Penelope go through. It's like those cliffhangers, like those serial movies. Um, you might be right about Penelope because she was like tied to the track. Yeah. No, but it, that was live action, uh, silent movie stuff. Uh, well, Penelope Pitstop was Penelope Pitstop from Wacky Oh, that Races. is what you're talking about. No, the I was talking about perils. Of, I was I was thinking more perils of Penelope, the old like silent movie thrillers. Perils of Perlite. Uh, perils of okay, but that wasn't a cartoon. Uh, no, it wasn't. But it was the same idea. Like it was meant for kids, and I don't know if those old timey movies were meant for kids, but they just they hit the. They became part of kids' culture. No, it was, well, they did, like, Channel 9 after uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Well, they would do, like, they would say, well, it's an old-timey movie. It's for kids. It's a silent movie. Silent movies are for kids. And, you know. Right. So that's why you should watch Okay, so there's a button that stops the treadmill, and the father is trying to save his son's life. And do you remember that, for no reason, explosive material at the gas station? Yes, you mentioned that. Why? What yeah, does that have so to do with this scene? Michael Schlepp is going to save them from death by doing a massive explosion in a children's movie. Listen, Schlepp, don't listen to Carl. I want to see Spider-Stan <laughs> into the Spider-Stan-verse. Right, Spider-Stan-verse. Okay, so here comes the toxic explosive chemicals barrel rolling the gas listened to the dad and rolled it. That truck with the chandelier candles, that's the banker? No, the banker's the blue car. That chandelier one I sort of overlooked. He's part of that surfer dude situation. Uh, now watch, he's going to flick it. Yeah. So why doesn't it blow up when he's flicking it? That's he, inexplicable. Those are some strong fins. But right, when they hit the machinery, they it instantly blows up. Boom! Gnarly! Catch Everybody's a wave. Saved. Yeah. Well, the I might be wrong about that candelabra car. It might be part of the circus. I wish my brother uh, George was here. Do you think they moved the camera to, to, for the explosion? Because instead of yeah, they shook the camera, right? <laughs> yeah, same buddy. <laughs> they were filming the, the 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 monitor screen, and they shook the camera. Uh, hey. Oh, so this is her. She she's gonna get her come up and so. Yeah, she was spoiled, but no! now they're tearing it down. Right, they're destroying his fifty-year sign. Been up for fifty years. What does She's that even mad. mean? Pinocchio. How can they see it now, in the tent? I don't know. Because that was outside. Oh yeah, there's a little right. Pillbox. The tent was it was it was far away. It was a long drive, and then somehow it, it's now next. To the gas station. I don't understand that, but and look, they're chopping up the gas station like using violence. Look, he's got a gun. Yeah. In show. For poisoning my gas. Oh, right now he's saying, "I'm arresting Diesel," and they're like, 
for this, for that, for all these crimes. He goes, no, her registration has expired. It's a funny <laughs> Her blink signal is broken. Right. Now we're getting our epilogue. I'm playing the cars on this freeway. The Doppler effect. Sorry, I about the boat. Oh, he is a boyo. Yeah. Officer Irish Car. The ramp has been opened and Sparky's got his wish. He can now. This car's like, give me your healthy gas. And. The gas pump, who I didn't tell you about the setup, he doesn't yeah. want to be alone. Right. They took uh, Diesel's gas pump, and now he has a friend, a girlfriend. Oh. So Sparky got his chance to go on the highway because they opened up Route 40, and now he can go like 70 miles per hour, one of his big dreams. And he's going to come back and go, eh, it was a little boring. <laughs> oh, now we're... Now we're going to see the good kids ramp stuff pay off. Okay, cool. Actually, Now we're having the father-son uh, resolution. I guess you were right about a bunch of stuff, Dad, and I just had to find out for myself. I should have listened to you all along, that kind of thing. All right. I just got my uh, – I just refilled my prescription while on the phone. So this is a bit uh-huh. of very productive movie. Very good. Very yeah. good. So getting your to-do list done. Yeah, hey, you could thank my – Low blood pressure because of this movie. Look at this. How did they even draw it? Where did they get the kids? Where do they have the car? You know, see, holding a crayon. <laughs> so now it's like, would you ride with me? With me until the scrap needs to a fart. Oh, it's He said fart? That it's like a fake wedding thing. Yeah. You know? like, would do... you be my partner on the road? Yeah. Until we fart. I don't know. It's weird that they know wedding vows or that they fart. I've heard cars backfire. Okay, here's finally the payoff of the ramp. They're going to kick those British claymation cars' ass. Whoa! Is there a turtle in there? No. There should have been. Yeah. A little payoff would have hurt. Right. It really... I don't know what you're thinking, Michael Schlepp, but... I know what you're thinking, Michael Schlepp. 1.01 1.01 Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, remember Ten... Disney itself did 105 Dalmatians? Yeah. going to make can... a coat. Right. It was a coat and then like a... Oh, here we go. Well, thank you guys. We did it. We talked over a movie. <laughs> Starring Corrine Orr. Animated by Michael Slepp, see him at the bottom. Ooh, Corvidal. Oh, James Vidal. Yeah, James Vidal, the brother. 
background by nobody. By Getty Images. Wow, Carl, we did it. Yeah. We watched. I don't know if you're proud, but uh, I'm proud. I'm not proud. <laughs> what do you think of the? Oh my God, the end credits are even cheaper than the movie. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of um, uh, Carl's life too? I think that it shows Michael Schlepp's potential as an independent individual, and uh, I think that this should be his. Uh, uh, you know, he should come out of the chrysalis and turn into a butterfly. Now I feel. Well, that's a really good. That's a really good point. <laughs> He's been germinating in there for a long time. There's time been so out. many Pixar movies released since this. I, where's Wall <laughs> F? Uh, <laughs> yeah, where's Wall F? <laughs> good one. Let's just slept. Keep Not doing where, what you're doing. Oh, you're thinking of where Waldo? Uh, what was that movie called? Oh, Wally. Wally. That's right. Wall F. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There's the movie Brave. We could do like uh, Braver. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brave. What? Milan, right? Yeah. Uh, My I lawn. can't think of what. My lawn. It's a girl. My lawn. <laughs> wow. We got. We have notes. Michael Schlepp. Uh, you should talk yeah. to us. Listen, Michael Schlepp. Good job. Good job. This he was keeps a good saying job. That. I mean, it's you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mike, you come out on your own. I'll support you. Uh, I live right here in Jersey, very close to Manhattan. I will <laughs> get your back, buddy. <laughs> uh, you can do Waterman. Well, all right. I am so glad. Yeah, you can come by and do Carl's show about a stream of water as a, is he a <laughs> cop or a private detective? He is. Uh, well, that's the thing. He's a cop. And then the pilot episode, he becomes a superhero. That it's his origin story without Ooh. telling his origin. It's very funny. You have a stream of water going inside a kitchen while smashing up shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it's all shot. It's in the editing stage right oh, now. Oh, I'm really excited. I'm excited. And I did. I did the voiceover stuff. And oh yeah, you're. Uh, people say you're regular forward. Michael Schlepp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving forward, uh, next week's movie. I would like to do this film. Uh, I don't have a trailer, but I have a three-minute clip from Warner Archives. It's a movie from 1980 called Simon. Okay, 1980. Yeah, Simon. Simon. Yeah. Like and this Simon is says. Alan uh, Arkin, who I think they they strip him of his humanity. They turn. They do an experiment where he ceases to be. I don't remember. So let's listen to this okay. clip. Alan Arkin. What yeah. what's what what do I search for? Simon preview clip, Warner Archives. Warner I should find it. I'll wait for you. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Right, that's it. Who I am and why I've been sent here to live among you. The answer is this really is great, Alan Arkin, thank you. Things here are just not working out very well. Your jobs are boring, food is bland. Your water's polluted and your relationships don't work. Is that not right? And the question is, how have things come to such a sorry state of affairs? I will tell you. There is too much bad stuff around. Bad food, good, good. bad drink, bad art, bad ideas. Everything's all clogged up. So what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of all the bad stuff, and that will be a very good beginning. 
Now, I have your list of things which I'd like written in the Constitution immediately, after which I promise you your lives will be less tense and more rewarding. One, Wallace Shawn all music in, in elevators, airports, restaurants, and other public rooms will cease immediately. Two, no more children or animals may be used to sell products. Three, lawyers who lose cases will go to jail with their clients. Nice. No doctor may write a diet book. Any doctor who does will immediately lose his license and become a dentist. Five. I think we don't really need a House of Representatives and a Senate. The Romans didn't have one, so let's just have a Senate, okay? Which reminds me, I think it would be a very good idea from now on all politicians who appeared in public wore a cone-shaped party hat. Not bad, huh? <laughs> Six, pollution. Anybody who owns a factory that makes radioactive waste has to take it home at night with him to his house. Seven, good one. anybody who says, I'm trying to get centered, you are invading my space, or far out will be fined $50. Wow, that's a lot of money back then. I feel Simon is basically expressing the unconscious wishes of the public, basically. What are your feelings on that, Senator? Dick Cavett. I, Dick. I think the fellow's dangerous. Dick Cavett, wow. Look, that politician was wearing a pointy hat. <laughs> Very good. Party hat. Ooh, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone and Hunter Thompson. Oh, he's in a lot of popular magazines. So Dick Cavett in person once, he was ancient. William Buckley. Yeah. 